Welcome to NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with your host, D. Klein. Hey, this is NFP, the Non-Fungible Podcast, with me, D. Klein. Today's episode is brought to you by the Koi Network. Koi makes minting NFTs super easy and inexpensive. Just drag and drop your file using their NFT wallet, Finny, and Koi takes care of the rest. Minting costs as little as one cent, so you can create as many NFTs as you want. And when they're viewed by other people, you even earn Koi tokens that you can use to fund your next series. Check it out at koii.network. My guest today is the artist Shay the Surrealist. Shay the Surrealist. Welcome to NFP. I'm so glad you could join me here today. Thanks for having me. Hi. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you were somebody that I was just flipping through Twitter as one does on a constant basis if you're in this space. And I came across one of your floral portraits just in a feed. I don't even think I was following you or anything. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. And uh, I was just like, hey, your art is super cool. Do you want to be on my show? <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. I love people just um, just find my artwork on their TL. It's like, oh, who's that? It's like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I particularly like, I've been looking at your portfolio, and of course, there's much more to your portfolio than these uh, floral portraits, but those are the ones that really grabbed me. And you, it says here on Twitter, you have one that's featured in Vogue magazine. That's cool. Yes, yes. Um, I'm part of this group called the Meta Art Club, and they featured mm -hmm. um, like the club itself, but they mm -hmm. also like featured some of the artwork. And I was one of the people they put their artwork in, so that was just like amazing because I never thought, you know, Vogue. No kidding. <laughs> so yeah, so I was like, wow. That's a proud <laughs> achievement. Yeah, good mm -hmm. for you. That's awesome. So Thank tell me you. about this Meta Art Club because I was trying to look up Meta Art Club itself. There's a Discord on your link tree mm -hmm. for it. Um, where can people find Meta Art Club? So yeah, if you click the link on um, my link tree, it's like a whole Discord which has all the official links, mm -hmm. and it's basically um 35 artists, and we all created um at least I think say three pieces of artwork, and they'll all be like sold as additions. Mm -hmm. So I think the whitelist um is currently minting the artwork, and then um which is tomorrow the twentieth, um people will be able to um mint the artwork like oh, as really? public yeah so. so this is coming up right away then okay yeah <laughs> um yeah no that's awesome so yeah it's got a countdown here it says 18 hours 53 minutes and uh this is metaartclub.io that i'm looking on right now how did you get connected mm -hmm. with this um one of my uh close uh friends vintage mozart he um actually like you know asked him to be a part of it and i was like I mean, like, give me the rundown and, you know, I'll see. And I was like, you know what? Sure. And then that's how I kind of created my new series, um, Blooming Blossoms. Mm -hmm. And um, there are three um, blossoms kind of just depicting um, new beginnings in my own way, which is like um, I use flowers to show, like, you know, how seasons change. So I have mm -hmm. one that kind of shows springtime, one shows like uh, fall and the other shows like uh, summertime. Mm -hmm. And um it's just a, it's a, it's gonna be an ongoing series for a while, but I just had the first three for the Meta Art Club drop specifically, so it's very exciting, you know. They are beautiful. So Thank you. Is this all done with uh, Photoshop then? Yes, I use Photoshop. Yep. Mm -hmm. 
And how are you capturing the floral images? Like, where is that all coming from? Um, I use stock photos from Adobe Stock. I license images, and mm -hmm. then I recently started. Um, since since you know I've been doing good with sales and stuff, I've been mm -hmm. able to like invest money into nice like um, PNG images and clip art. So mm -hmm. I like I could license those as well. So it's been it's been nice to actually get high quality stuff finally, because <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, often with stock photos, you see them you know in multiple like I've seen it where. A lot of people are using the same stock photos. You go, oh, I, th I think I've seen that stock photo before. I don't get that feeling yeah. from your work, though. Like, you, you must Thank be you. searching uh, <laughs> high and low for these, for those, these yes. photos. <laughs> yeah, I was search for. I will search for hours for stock photos. Like, I think it became a um, kind of like a, a therapeutic mm. moment for me. Sure. Where I just look for stock photos for hours because, like, at this point, it's like I know what I'm looking for, but at the same time, I don't. So it's like, okay, I have an eye for like specific um, images I'm looking for for certain ideas. So it's like, you know, I can just searching see for and can... looking through pretty things. That's therapeutic. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, what are your, you know, if you were to advise people that are getting into this and they like this kind of genre of art, how would you recommend they go about starting, you know, searching for good potential images? What's your strategy? How do you do it? Um, I think it just depends on their ideas because my I think my ideas just come to me like subconsciously. So mm -hmm. I'll look for like you know I'll look for like different things um, such as forest or cloud images, just little things like that. And then mm -hmm. I'll like group them group them in like a folder just to like just have all my stock images. But mm -hmm. if you're looking for something specific, I'll say you know maybe go like unsplash.com, which is free photos. So right. you know, like you know license it because it's already kind of licensed since it's free uh if you have the money i would say adobe stock because it's like nice quality things for like specific mm -hmm. ideas which is how i like find my portraits and stuff because i feel like it's kind of hard to find portraits that are like free that are like you know that you want to use sure so it's like it's an investment but it's worth it honestly yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah that's wild you know it's interesting just browsing through your work because the there's still a huge range here of work that you do but i also noticed that every platform you're on kind of has a different flavor to it like so for example on maker's place you have well i feel like slightly darker themat darker themes for mm -hmm. example can you talk about those pieces you have on maker's place as a surrealist shade yeah i have um uprooted evergreen on mm -hmm. there and i have uh deliberate divergence and mm -hmm. um they're still available but I think those two pieces I put on there because I want to see like the feel. I want to get, I want, I have so many different like styles of artwork, which mm -hmm. involves surrealism and photo manipulation. So I wanted to like kind of separate them somehow. So I use like different platforms for like different, I guess, themes. And for that one, I just chose like, I don't know. I feel like those just felt like they belonged on Maker's Place. So I've been to them on Maker's Place. <laughs> well, they, they kind of belong together. There's four pieces here, but they all have kind of subdued colors. There's a lot of, uh, contrast black and white um and so they they kind of fit together visually whereas yeah. if i go hop over to your known origin you focus strictly on uh sunny like sunsets or sunrises depending on what time of day it is with kind of different images kind of thrown in there oh yeah so that's my sunny with the status realism series yeah. and i started out last year and um mm -hmm. actually actually the reason why i started minting those is because someone asked me if I was selling um, I think the sunflower one and I was like, no, but I plan on to. So eventually I minted it and then they bought it. Mm -hmm. I was like, cool. So then I was like, let me, let me mint the other two from that year. And then this year I created three more 
which are like the newer versions just of like just it's just it's like i love puns like i have a great sense <laughs> of humor so i was like you know what i i, I want to show that through my artwork so like sunny my sun up. puns yeah, yeah. <laughs> sun-dried tomato those are yeah. good sun chip <laughs> i was hungry that day <laughs> are you planning are do you still add to your known origin work or like are you going to do other collections on that platform or is this going to strictly be for your sun puns um i'll probably add more collections but that's just the yeah. main collection i have right now because yeah. you know yeah <laughs> that's cool and you joined there in april well you've been in working in photoshop imagery for years though long before you got into nfts oh yes yes yeah yes. talk to me about <laughs> What was that like when you first came across the whole NFT space? What were your thoughts when you first saw it? When I first saw it, I had no idea what it was. I didn't know what an NFT mm -hmm. was. I didn't know how people were selling their work digitally. It just, mm -hmm. it was, it seemed like a, um, it just, not, not too good to be true, but it was just like, I don't even know what this is, but it looks cool, but I don't know how I get involved. So I'm going to just, you know, stay on the sidelines and see what happens. And eventually, um, someone reached out to me to like get me on their platform, but also inform me about NFTs, and that helped me understand what they were, and kind of motivated me to actually like put my foot into the door to get to like selling my first piece. So it was like nice to have like that push because I had no idea what was going on <laughs> during sure. the time. Well, I mean, it's a lot to take in. Yeah. Yeah. So where did you start then? Where were your first pieces minted? Um, I started on async art. It's like mm. a platform that's um, it's basically uh, asynchronous art. So you can uh, mint two pieces mm -hmm. at once, but it'll be co considered one piece. And those two pieces can be showed um, during the night and day. So like one piece will be at nighttime and the other piece will, um, will sync to the, to the daytime, which is very cool. Mm -hmm. And that's when I, uh, my first piece I minted was called um, first catch of the day slash um, last catch of the day. So the first catch of the day will show show in 6 a.m. to like 6 p.m. And then the next one will show from 6 p.m. to 6 a.m. And it will, it will um, change by itself. And um, that piece, so it actually within nine hours of me minting it um, for 1.5 wow. ETH. That's yeah, nice so game. yeah, so I was like, wow, oh, this is real. <laughs> After, this is cool. <laughs> right. I was like, okay, I can, get, I can get used to this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it is interesting when you make that first big sale and there's just a feeling of like, what? People actually bought my art? You know what I mean? Like, no, seriously. Like, I, was like, I was so surprised. I was like, wow. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to take a couple of days. No, it's like nine <laughs> right. hours. I was like, I was like, oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Were you selling art prior to your entry in NFTs or was that kind of just something you did for enjoyment? Yeah, for years I like I would sell my artwork via um like prints, but I would use like those mm -hmm. print shops um mm -hmm. to like basically you upload your artwork and then they'll sell it. You get like you get paid pennies. So I was like, eh. And then right. in February, while I was in um college, I finally decided to like, you know, uh sell prints of my own. It's more work, but I think it's just it's a different type of feeling because I know who's buying my artwork and I can just customize each um like thank you letter. So it's like it's just it means more to me that I, could, I know who's buying my stuff so i can like sure. you know reach out just in case if i actually know oh my god thank you for buying it mm -hmm. but to like not know it's like eh so that's kind of what well, I've of course in this February. case it's, there's a one of one you're selling as opposed to say prints of something yeah so but then again it, it can, yeah exactly but then again it could still be like additions too i sure. do additions sometimes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then sometimes with with um, nfts I'll, I'll, I'll also um involve like a uh a print but it's like a it's like a different print not like a print i actually sell but like more of a, um 
like a acrylic print or like you know mm-hmm. a metal a metal print something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, for a little lot of traditional artists who are looking at getting into NFTs, they wouldn't necessarily get straight onto a platform like Async Art as the first their first place, right? Like, how did right. that happen for you? Like, you talked a little bit about it, but how did you actually manage to get onto a curated platform like that so promptly? One of the um. I think I'll say staff members, they uh, work there. They reached out to me via email and was like, I would love to get you on our platform and, you know, get basically he told me about NFTs and gave me the rundown. But I saw so they I saw were seeing you on Instagram or they were seeing you. Where I think it was Twitter. It, okay. I think it was Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, sure. Because I was like, I applied to um, Super Rare. I think that was like back in like i want to say september october i applied to super rare and i never mm-hmm. heard back i was like i was like okay well that's the only platform i knew at the time so when yeah. async came that was like in january so yeah. of this year and i was like oh sure let's let's do this mm-hmm. that's cool yeah i mean it's interesting because you know i think you know a lot of new um nft artists may well be you know successful traditional artists but they don't know where to start and i've often said Get on Twitter, get yourself out on Twitter, listen to Twitter spaces, uh, post your art on Twitter, get people to see your art. Uh, would you say that that was the right strategy or what do you think? Um, Definitely because, well, before I even posted on my artwork on Twitter, I was on Instagram. Right. So um, that's where I post my artwork. And then I finally started posting my artwork on Instagram. I would say maybe the end of 2018, beginning of 2019. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, I became... I started, um, you know, getting in group, these art group chats with just people like who are just artists like myself and mm-hmm. we just start supporting each other. And then now my platform has grown so much that I can still, you know, support people. Um, and like, I love finding new artists and reposting their work because I can see on my notifications that people are actually retweeting the tweet I retweeted. So it's like, oh, now they're getting more exposure because I did that one simple retweet, which is good because... There's so many amazing artists out here, but all they need is some, you know, a little bit of exposure for people to see what they do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, in cooperation with the Coin Network, I am presenting Atomic Zombies by D. Klein. You can find these at atomiczombies.io. We've got 10,000 zombies that will eventually be available, each with their own set of random generative characteristics. You can watch your zombies' characteristics unlock, emerge, and evolve as they receive more attention online powered by the Koi Network and proof of real traffic. Check it out at atomiczombies.io. Let's talk about your backstory a little bit. What, you know, think, what do you think if you trace it back to younger years where does your inspiration come from for all this work um i was always an artist but mm-hmm. i didn't really get into surrealism um until high school uh i started um editing photos on my phone in 20 i was it 2014 2015 mm-hmm. and um it was a it was just like you know a fun little hobby i did um and then eventually i would just like every time i come home from like from like high school i would just come home and I'll just be on my phone editing just and I, it became like not an addiction, but just so much fun. Like it was like my sure. escape from reality. Mm-hmm. And eventually I was like, yo, I want to get Photoshop, but I didn't have any money at the time. So um, I think it was in 2017. That's when I got um, I, I had a job at Michael's. And so I saved mm-hmm. up all my money to um, basically get my first laptop, which was a MacBook Pro. And then I got a subscription to Adobe so I can get Photoshop. 
Right. And I kind of self-taught myself how to use that because the um the tools were kind of similar to like the tools you use on editing apps. Sure. So I was like, but just a little, a little bit more advanced, but it was like, okay, I know how to use these from this app. So let's just see how I can, you know, maneuver the tools and create new, new and, and complex ideas. And that's kind of how I kind of make my stuff today. Just, just from self-taught, just experimenting, having fun with it. And yeah, it's just, it's fun. <laughs> Are there themes that you find you could kind of go back to in a lot of your work? Are there certain oh yeah i have a lot of themes i think mm -hmm. i i show um freedom a lot um growth mm -hmm. um a lot of things that involve self like self empowerment um self uh inner beauty um inner confidence and stuff like that because i think it just my art is a reflection of me so i feel like i've grown a lot on my journey and just like you know it's been a lot of obstacles but i think the most important thing is knowing who you are and like knowing what you're doing is for yourself and not for others because it's like you know you're your main priority at this point so it's like how do you want like you have to you have to know like what you're doing instead of like doing it for other people because mm. that it gets it gets in a way of like your purpose mm -hmm, mm -hmm. let me ask you about the whole um ethereum versus other you know, platforms or blockchains problem. Have mm -hmm. you dabbled with any of the other solutions? Have you dabbled with, you know, Solana, Tezos, whatever? I actually um, had a piece exhibiting an Art Basel mm -hmm. recently. And oh, you were down actually, in Art Basel. I was there a couple weeks ago. I was I actually I wasn't you. there. Oh, I was you weren't there? there. Spirit. Okay. No, I was there in spirit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My artwork was there, though. And um, actually, I actually sold it on, on Solana, and the piece actually uh, sold. So I, I was my first time ever selling a piece on Solana, so it was really okay, cool. Okay, I gotta ask you for your strategy because I've put a few pieces on Solana, and actually, one of them was inspired by you. I don't know if you. Oh ever my saw goodness! It. Yeah, no, it was after I saw your floral portraits. I was like, ooh, ooh, I gotta try that. So this, I I do hand drawing, but what I did is I took the concept of the floral pattern and I kind of incorporated mm -hmm. it with a, a face. So I have a few pieces on Soulsea. Now I've often wondered like, is this the wrong place for this kind of art? Cause when I look on Soulsea, it's all like PFP collectibles, like penguins and stuff like that. Where did mm -hmm. you put your work up on Solana? Um, I was exhibiting with um, FTX. So they kind of did a curation with a few with like a few artists. So mm -hmm. they kind of minted it for me and stuff. But oh, okay. I mean, I did, I, they did promote it, but I did promote it as well. The piece I did. So I was actually surprised when I got the bid because I was like, oh, my goodness. Someone bid on the piece. Someone <laughs> saw it. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my goodness, that's crazy. Um, See, I've just I've just kind of wondered for myself, like, is this the right one for me to have work on? Because when I look on Soulsea, it doesn't really fit in thematically with most of the stuff on there but then there's another part of me that goes i'm just gonna put it up there anyway right right i think i agree with i mean honestly i know um you know my artwork is you know my artwork but i i think about that all the time like is my artwork you know good for this specific platform because it's so different than everybody else's like you know well i'm meant to anyway and see how it goes and if it's just there it's, it's there <laughs> so yeah yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I've kind of abandoned those pieces there, though, because they have, <laughs> like, I minted them on there, and now they're just there, and I don't know what to do with them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really want to burn them. 
I get that. I know. It would be, be so cool if they, like, somehow could, like, find a way to transfer, like, different, um, like, cryptos. Like, like let's, you wanna go, let's say you want to go from Soul to Ethereum. It's like, oh, let's just transfer it instead of, like, burning it and having to remint it. One yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One day. Well, I mean, I have – my sponsor is the uh, Coin Network, and they actually are working on, on that. They're working on where you mint on their network. Uh this wasn't intentional. I wasn't trying to manipulate you into talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> now you're good. <laughs> but the, the Koi Network, basically what you can do is you can mint your work there. And then they're actually building bridges to other blockchains. So including, uh, I believe they're working on one to Solana. And so That's basically really cool. what you would do is you mint your NFT there. And they're... Uh, you can make them, they're called atomic NFTs, meaning Ooh. the image itself is actually stored on chain as opposed to like most solutions, the image is just stored on IPFS, right? Mm -hmm. But because the metadata and the image are stored on chain, you can then move that entire NFT wherever there's a bridge to. So they have a bridge mm -hmm. to Ethereum. They have a bridge that they're working on, I believe to Tezos, Solana, um, Polygon, uh, there's a bunch there's a bunch of them that they're working on and you could actually then move it to whichever blockchain you want which is kind of cool that is cool i'm not surprised and I, I know like because people obviously were, were in the beginning and i agree because eventually there's gonna be so many different like platforms and technology to do stuff like that so it's like to be ahead of it, it's like okay you're gonna be the first so yeah. yeah so you know i think there's obviously they're not going to be the only ones doing this right so yeah. it's going to be more common that I feel it's going to become a sort of internet in and of itself where you're going to have this web of blockchains mm -hmm. that are interconnected. Because as of now, they're all kind of their own little, uh, what's the phrase, walled gardens, right? <laughs> right. And you kind of have to choose as an artist, right? And so then kind of commit and go okay i'm gonna mint these on solana and then that's where they stay right mm -hmm. and then if if that particular platform has problems like we saw that with tezos with hick and nunk it was only a few oh, yeah. weeks ago that i was on a show <laughs> where they were asking where would you encourage beginners to start and i mentioned the coin network of course but i also mentioned tezos and I was like, it's a good place to start because the fees are so low and you can go on Hicket Nunk, blah, 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 blah. And it was literally like a day after <laughs> the Hicket Nunk collapsed. And I'm sure there were people who listened to that podcast or the YouTube, whatever it was. And were like, oh, I'm going to try this out. They go to Hicket Nunk and it's like uh, 404 Unavailable. Or that is. Yeah, yeah. Unavailable. <laughs> I'm like, wow, thanks a lot for the great advice there, Decline. <laughs> So, um, I don't know. I mean, there are other Tezos solutions like Calament and uh, what's the other one? Object.com and so forth. But yeah. they don't seem to have the same prominence that Hicket Nunk did. Yeah, I, haven't so. I, di I didn't use that one, but I've seen people on it. And I think the reason why I haven't used it is because I didn't know how to make a, a separate wallet for that. So I was like, you know what? It's oh, a lot okay. of work right now. So I'm going to just come back to it. <laughs> Making a separate wallet's a lot of work. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you which know, wallet do I use? I use I use MetaMask. I was like, I don't know. No, I hear <laughs> I you. Just, Making wallets is a yeah. pain in the ass. It's true. And yeah, you gotta, it's like you gotta so many. You got to a little, you know, save phrase. You got to yeah, it's a lot. high security and make a little password. And It's true. They got to come up with ways to make that easier. Yeah, they will. That, <laughs> you, you know about the Coinbase NFT platform that's going to be ramping up soon? 
Yeah, I've, I've been hearing about it. I'm just like, I remember people were like applying to get on the platform. I was like, I don't even know if I should apply because I already know so many people. So I'm just like, I'm just on for, I'm just there for the ride. You know, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just happy to be here <laughs> at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it'd be a, it's going to be highly accessible in comparison to most of these platforms because you're going to have people just going into their Coinbase app mm-hmm. and buying and selling NFTs right within that app. Like that's, that's pretty nice. Yeah. The thing about Coinbase, you have people um, using it who don't even like, I would say don't even know what entities are. So it's like you have mm-hmm. kind of both worlds colliding. So they're yes. like, oh my goodness, I already have Coinbase. Oh, I can buy NFTs now. Let me see what that is. And then it's like, oh, yep. I already have Ethereum because I already invested some like months ago. So let me see what that is, you know? So it's like, okay, we're going to get no, more I, people, um, yeah. you know, incentives, which is cool. I think that'll be huge. And I, I can see them having a uh, interoperability strategy as well, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, they've already got everything there to do that. They really do. <laughs> right? So it's it's really a wallet. So it's like, yeah. <laughs> and they're gonna be, you know, promoting the the big names. And the only thing that you know concerns yeah. me about it is, and I've often talked about the fact that I don't really feel like there's as much of a scarcity problem in this space because really, you can have as many artists as you want suiting as many styles as people want. Um, but I do feel like that might be making that particular platform is going to shut out a lot of your smaller artists yeah and i feel like the more um you know these big names become they come into the spaces it's going to be like people are going to gravitate to those big names because they know who they are but it's like you know as artists it's like we were kind of like not say we're here first but it's like oh we've been like in this space for like months even like almost a year or two Mm -hmm. so it's like to just you know navigate through all the noise it's like you know it's it's a whole other it's like a whole other road you have to take but it's at this you know it's it's, it's bound to happen so you can't really be upset <laughs> right we all wanted it to go mainstream and then when it does we're all upset that it did yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know I, I i personally i enjoy looking at art that isn't necessarily the very top 1% popularity kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. I like sure. digging Definitely. around and going, oh, I think this person is cool and finding interesting yeah. stuff. And, and you know, buying Same. the ones that have never sold a single piece of art. Things like that, right? Yes. You know? I love pe- I love being people's first And then they're, like, super pumped, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, my God, let me bid another one. Like, yeah, go ahead, bid another one. Because we, re- we all remember how that feels, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely. The first – you never forget your first sale. <laughs> you never did. For sure. <laughs> And, you know, those are people that, you know, they'll always remember you. Yeah, right? your first sale, your first collector, you just are, like, my first collector, I never met them, but I just know their, uh, their like, their username. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's about it. And I'm like, wow, like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, one of my earliest collectors was uh, Colin Dyer, Colin.eth, I think is what he is on Twitter. Wonderful oh, guy. Cool. And, uh yeah, I mean, uh, I'll always remember his support in the beginning when he was like, yeah, I think your stuff's really cool. I think you could really grow into this, you know? And that was, like, hugely motivating. Mm-hmm, definitely. Right? So it was just, you know, that faith that he showed in, in me as an artist and that, you know, yeah. people, when they buy a, an early piece, you know, you get – it's it's a great feeling. Yeah, so, it's like, wow, you really believe in me and my work. I appreciate yeah, that. <laughs> 100%, Yeah. So what's going on with you now? Obviously, you've got the meta, meta, um, excuse me, meta art 
what's the name of it? Meta Art Club stuff going yeah. on right now. Um, so yeah, what I else is that. in the works? Um, I actually have a really, I have a really big project I'm working on. I can't say anything yet. Just know Drop that it's Drop some hints. Just I'm gonna just say pop art, illustration, oh. surrealism. So you're getting into the illustration. I I I do illustrations sometimes. I because I'm I'm also a graphic designer, so mm-hmm. I do like my own version of like vector art and stuff. So okay, okay, and and so yeah, so that's all I gotta say about that. Uh, I that's it. Come on, uh, that's all I can say. That's all I can say because it's 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 really it's really it's huge. Like it's gonna be life changing. It's all I can say. And once you really like wow. you know see when it drops, you're gonna be like, oh my goodness, that's what she was talking about. I was like yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's another part of, um, it's like a different art style I have, but mm-hmm. I, I have so many art styles. So it's nice to just incorporate them in, with like being in the NFT space. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, so there's that. And, um, I probably have like one more piece, um, an individual piece. I probably, you know, drop, I probably won't mint this piece though. Cause it's just like, I don't, I didn't mint the other two part of the series. Um, but yeah, I think it's, that's kind of what I have right now. It's like the end of the year. So it's like, you know. It's just crazy things happening, you know, it's just I'm wrapping things up. <laughs> so Yeah, it's that time of year. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a, a post on Twitter that I thought was interesting from you because I often talk about, you know, developing a style that people can recognize, right? And you questioned this. You said in your Twitter, this is just a day ago. You said, oh, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I question where my art styles lie in the art world. But do I really need to put my work in a specific category? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Have you thought about that some more since you posted that? Yeah, I think I was overthinking. I overthink sometimes. So I was like, in that, in that moment, I was like, it's like, you know, when you see your artwork and you see like what, what, what's selling and like, you know, versus like what you're making, but then you also see like just, just the big picture. And it's like, my artwork is surrealism. It's like photo manipulation, but it's not necessarily photography because I don't take the pictures, but I edit the pictures because I license them. Mm-hmm. But then like I do like digital collage. It's collage. It's like, where do where do, where do I even, am I part of this photography community? Am I part of like <laughs> the collage community? Like am I part of the digital art community? Like, you know what? Why am I even questioning this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, so sometimes it just, you just, I feel like I just think too deep for mm-hmm. no reason. Well, I think it's a valid point, though. As an artist, you you might feel like, am I missing a segment of an audience that could really be interested right. in this? And right. I'm not tapping into that yeah. crowd, right? Because I'm yeah. not, you know, it might be I'm not using the right hashtags or <laughs> I'm not categorizing myself correctly or... Yeah, and I'm like, am, I'm like, am I supposed to categorize myself in a specific way? So it's just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I just, I'll say surrealism and digital art because that's like what I do. But it's like, I also love pop art. I love minimalism. Like that's all conveying in my artwork. So it's like, hmm, I don't know. Well, you know what? I don't know why. It's <laughs> you know, probably it's, a just, good thing if you can't just categorize yourself immediately, though, don't you think so? I agree. And I and I, I thought about that after I posted. I was like, why am I even? It's like, girl, you're just saying things. I was like, I know. But. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean is, if you could be simply categorized, there's a yeah. lack of depth there. Then really. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I was just thinking, you know, I'd just be thinking. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. Thinking out loud is good. It's good to 
have you found that that's you know a good way engaging people you know i find oh definitely there's always kind of these desperate ploys on twitter to get engagement you know and often it's oh yeah people going hey show me your nft i might buy it right and they've got like a collector in their handle or whatever it's right. like you're just building followers you don't actually care literally it's like you yeah. have nothing in your collection we you see your wallet but yeah. okay. <laughs> <laughs> i guess it is a way to build a following i mean can you really blame I guess. somebody for it's doing not really, it? It feels I, very insincere. It is. I feel like I like I like things hard, just like very or like just uh what's the word? Not organic, but um authentic. like genuine. Yeah, authentic. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I just go with the flow. Of my, I I just, I just tweet whatever. Like sometimes I'll tweet like my thoughts couple times like you know what i'm about to might delete this one but i'll just like say what i gotta say and then it's like i'm talking to myself so mm-hmm. if you respond like it's like oh you saw that <laughs> i forgot <laughs> i forgot you i forgot you follow me <laughs> yeah yeah how have you found the market you know the last few months with you know prices being all over the place and then it going way up coming down down evening out has that affected you as an uh, artist i feel like i try not to think about my sales as a way like I don't try to I don't want to think about my sales to equal like my success in this space right. because mm-hmm. if I do that then I'm gonna probably think I'm not as successful as others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just like I rather I had to um kind of get out of that mode and begin to focus more on the art, which made me more happier because I was just like I don't know. I you just you get so caught up in the marketing, just oh let me see if someone wants to buy this today. It's mm-hmm. like I don't feel like doing that no more. So I haven't really been promoting <laughs> myself as much. So I just been like, you know what? I'm gonna just make some artwork, and then if you want to buy it, please do. If not, I hope you see it or tell somebody about it. But it's just I don't feel. It's just sometimes I don't feel like marketing. You know, it's I don't feel it's like hard it. work. It's tiring. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So surely you must have. I get this sometimes where you know it's like, oh, we'll promote your artwork, or oh, we'll be you know you know an agent or whatever. I mean, what's your experience with that whole side of things? Oh yeah, I used to I turn my DMs off, but I would get um I would get DMs and they would be like, um, hey, I like to promote your stuff and I look on their page and they have like maybe like fifty K followers, barely following anybody, and I think they, they, people pay them. I said, I don't I don't I had twenty I have like what, twenty five K You have a good I, number of followers I, yourself. People are people engage with me because of who I am not really like any of that I was like I don't need that it's like it's like going on Instagram and then having these like 500k Instagram pages repost my artwork for free and then you have like I have like a 200k Instagram page in my DMs talking about we charge this much to repost your work I already had somebody do for free (laughs) you know it's just like I don't get that it's like I'm not I'm just like I'm not desperate (laughs) like I I think for people who you know obviously you have a large following now but for people who but, are kind of trying to get in, they might think, oh, this is what I have to do in order to be seen. Right. I, don't, I don't think there's any truth to that. Yeah. There isn't because I can say I started off with like 10 followers, 1,000 yeah. followers. I, like, I, I literally built my Instagram from the ground up before mm-hmm. I even had Twitter. So I literally just would tag like those, um, like the art pages that would repost your work. And then eventually they did. And that's how I really got more engagement. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't think you have to pay people to do it. I feel what like, were and that's some why of the pages you uh, tagged. Um, I tag like all the Adobe pages for the mm-hmm. longest. Um, I tag like you know Photoshop, Adobe. Um, they're like all these different like art pages, like um, like basically surrealistic based, like um, mm-hmm. like create art mood and like art psycho and like stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I would even tag like other pages like Love Watts, um, 
uh, tax collection, um, the pink lemonade, like just like different like Instagram pages that repost uh, artwork. Um, but on Twitter was different because that's when I kind of be, like met like some art friends and stuff. And then we just, right. we just supported each other and reposted our work. And I think that's why to this day, I, if you see my TL, I repost a lot of artwork because I feel like it just takes one retweet to like get someone to notice someone's mm. work. So, and, and that's kind of helped me like get to where I am now. So I was like, Oh, I'm always paying that forward no matter what. Yep. So when I grow, yeah, yeah. we all going to grow. <laughs> Yeah, it, you know, I think it's interesting though, listening to you talk about that strategy. The the tagging can be a great way to just connect with more people, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Back then on Instagram into... was different. Sorry, okay. I said um back then it was different on Instagram. Now it's like, I don't know, but there's a lot yeah. I find on Instagram now it's just constantly people barraging me, me with, "Hey, have you seen this new project? If you buy these, <laughs> you're going to make this much money." blah blah blah. Like I get yeah. that a lot now. Definitely. Uh, it's kind of tiresome, honestly. Very. Yeah, I don't find a lot of um, real connection there, personally. Yeah, I agree. I, like, back in the day, it was kind of different. I, I met a lot of, like, different surreal artists and stuff. And then mm -hmm. I follow, literally, any any genre of art you can name, from sculpture to painting to photography to literally, like, sewing. I follow, like, any different, any type of art on my mm -hmm. Instagram. Mm -hmm. And... It just, it just, I just love art. So it's like, oh my goodness, like, I don't know what I want to do with this, like, further. But being a curator was like, it's something in my mind for a long time and like owning my own gallery. So that's something I would definitely want to do in the future because mm -hmm. I just love art so much and give people the spotlight they deserve. Yep. Yeah, that's cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, maybe we can just wrap things up with, you know, what are your hopes for 2022? Oh, 2022 is go big or go home. Like I'm ending this year with a bang. So I hope for my own solo exhibition next year. I would love to work with Christie's, mm -hmm. uh, get my work in the uh, uh, Satachi Gallery. I hope I said that right. Um, and just, you know, keep just, I want to travel more and just, you know, just keep showing the world what I love to do and just open opportunities for myself, you know, and then connect with people who can help me, you know, achieve these different goals and like, you know, just help other people achieve their goals as well. So it's like, I just want to go big or go home, you know, just yep. like, just level up. You full, know. full on effort. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, well, I wish you all the best with that. And I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me. And again, I do love your art. It's awesome. So thanks for thank the you, time. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to the Non-Fungible Podcast. See you again soon.